Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Trucker Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show this November the 20th at 9 a.m. This morning, we will be talking about bullying. Thank you for joining me. Well, how is everybody doing this fine Saturday? I hope everybody had a good week. You know, it always seems to take a long time to get to Friday, you know, and get on into the weekend here. Thank you for joining me coming on the live show here Um, this morning. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Now, um, you know, Last weekend, um, I talked about um, bullying because, you know, um, not only does it happen on our school grounds, cyberbullying is what I talked about um, last week. Now, you know, bullying in in, in general, you know, is, you know, really an unwanted, aggressive behavior among school-age children, high school, that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. The behavior is repeated or it has potential to be repeated. And the kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious lasting problems. Now, the imbalance of power, kids who bully use their power, such as physical strength, access to embarrassing information, or popularity to control or harm others, Power and balance can change over time and in different situations, even if they involve the same people. You're going to pick on the same kid every single time because they know that kid's an easy target. Bullying behaviors happen more than once or have the potential to happen more than once. And bullying includes actions such as making threats, spreading rumors, attacking someone physically or verbally, and excluding someone from group or purposes. You know, I was reading an article the other day, and this happened in in, uh, Toronto, And a teenager, uh, I think he was around 17, he was stabbed on the school grounds. 
the unfortunate thing and really sad is that he succumbed to his injuries. What provoked this sort of behavior, this violence? The article really didn't go into that so very much, but we can perceive it as something obviously led up to this. Now, his mother, you know, she didn't even find out from the school of what took place. She had to call his friends and his friends had to tell her that, oh, he was taken to the hospital. Still not knowing what hospital, she had to call all the hospitals in the Toronto area and finally get the right hospital. And when upon arrival, they told her that her son had succumbed to his injuries. Now, the roles that kids play in bullying, you know, there are many roles that kids can play. Kids can bully others, they can be bullied, or they may be witness to bullying. When kids are involved in bullying, they often play more than one role. Sometimes kids may may both uh, be bullied and bullied others as they may witness other kids being bullied. It is important to understand that multiple roles kids play in order to effectively prevent and or respond to bullying. Now, you may yourself, when you're growing up as a kid, seeing bullying happen on the playground, at lunchtime, recess, after school. Myself, you know, being in grade school in, in the in the 70s, 60s and 70s, the kid was bullied every day. You know, physically and verbally teasing is a form of bullying just be just because the way the the kid looks. Oh, he may not be wearing, you know, the 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 new trend of clothing. And maybe was never able to do that because, you know, he comes from a family who doesn't have a lot of things or a lot of money. Back in the 60s and 70s, if, if kids wore glasses, they were they were teased. A physical disability. Kids would be picked on. 
using words in bullying can have an effect on a child. Calling them names. See, we can call people names. We can we can say these things, and and once those words go out, you can't take them back. But the bully doesn't care what he or she says. And the importance of not labeling kids when referring to a, a bullying situation, it is easy to call the kids who bully others bullies and those who are tar- or who those who are targeted are the victims but this may have an unadated consequences when children are labeled as bullies or victims it may send the message that the child's behavior cannot change fail to recognize the multiple roles children might play in the different bullying situations Disregard other factors contributing to the behavior, such as peer influence or school climate. So, instead of labeling the children involved, we focus on the behavior. Now, instead of calling a child a bully, refer to them as the child who bullied. Instead of calling a child a victim, refer to them as the child who was bullied. Instead of calling a child uh, a bully or a victim, refer to them as the child who was both bullied and bullied others. Does it really make a difference if we if we just, you know... Call it what it is. Whether it's a, a you know a, a, a group of kids teasing others, pushing, shoving, bumping into the kid every single day, knocking their books out of their hands. Well, we call it what it is. You are a bully. Now, what goes on with this, you know, when it comes to that, you know, kids who bully, you know, these children engage in bullying behavior towards their peers. They, they may have many risk factors that contribute to the child's involvement in this behavior. And often these students require support to change their behavior and address and any other challenge they may be influencing their behavior. So where, I mean, when we look at the, the person or, or, you know, individuals or, or groups of, of individuals, I mean, why do they do this? Do they feel empowered? Do they feel that, you know, they are, they are better than you? You know, where do we, where do we start? I mean, do we look back at, you know, maybe 
of their upbringing. We don't know what goes on inside their home. We don't know if they are living in in an abusive home. It could play a factor. They, they see the way that their, their parents act now it may be it may be the father maybe the father is aggressive no single factor puts a child at risk of being bullied or, or bullying others bullying can happen anywhere cities suburbs or rural towns depending on the environment some groups such as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or questioning the LGBTQ, youth with disabilities, and, and, and the socially isolated youth may be at an increase of being bullied, bullying. And the stigma can also spread false and harmful information that can lead to the increasing rates of bullying. Harassment and hate crimes against certain groups of people. You know, we talk about just the the schoolyard bullying. But when we talk about hate crimes and against certain groups of people. The stigma... can also, you know, when it comes to different race and color. Our backgrounds of, of um, where we come from in this world. Now, Children at risk of being bullied, generally children who are bullied have one or more of the following risk factors and are perceived as different from their peers, such as being overweight or underweight, wearing glasses. You know, when it comes to wearing glasses, you you would think by now that that wouldn't be an issue in bullying. I think more people wear glasses today than ever before. Or different clothing. Oh, I'm not wearing the Levi jeans. I'm not wearing the Nikes. You know, I don't have that. They're not wearing that new trend of clothing. Being new to a school. Or being unable to afford what kids consider cool. Or perceived as a weak or unable to defend themselves. are less popular than others who have few friends. Do not get along well with others 
seen as an annoying or provoking others for attention. Now, also, you know, how about depressed, anxious, or who have low self-esteem and are less popular with others and have like they have a few friends. What difference does it make, you know, if a kid has different clothing? What is it, the rich kids do in the bullying? Sure they are. Because they're the cool kids, right? Because you wear glasses, you're underweight, you're overweight. Kids, you know, overweight are probably teased more than someone who is underweight. You've probably seen it yourself. Kids being picked on who are overweight. It doesn't matter if you're overweight or underweight weight anyways, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, it's, it's going to go along with how they present themselves. Now, children more likely to, uh, to bully others. There are two types of kids who are more likely to bully others. Some are well-connected to their peers, have social power, are overly concerned about their popularity and like to dominate or be in charge of others. And others may be isolated from their peers and may be depressed or anxious, have low self-esteem, be less involved in school, be easily pressured by peers or, or not identify with the emotions or feelings of others. Well, the ones that want to have that social power. They're concerned about their popularity. I mean, how do, I mean, they're concerned about their popularity. So, you know, you, you're popular because you, you, you're going to, you're going to bully somebody that makes you popular. Superior, you like to dominate. Children who have these factors are also more likely to bully others, are aggressive or easily frustrated, have less parental involvement or having issues at home, like I mentioned earlier. Think badly of others, have difficulty following rules, view violence 
in a positive way. They have friends who bully others. So they're in a group. And remember, those who bully others do not need to be stronger or bigger than those they bully. The power imbalance can come from a number of sources, popularity, strength, cognitive ability, and children who bully may have more than one of these characteristics. You know, if, if they're not being able to, you know, bully in, in public, I mean, there's nothing stopping them from doing just that. But I talked about cyberbullying. Because the bullying does not, does not just stop on the playground. Now we have social media. We have all these devices. Our cell phones. And the way of texting and sharing pictures. It's relentless for the individuals who are being bullied. There's no escape from it when you have social media. And it's not just the the ones on the playground doing it because they are also using the social media as their power over the ones they are bullying. The warning signs for bullying. And there are many warning signs that may indicate that someone is affected by bullying. Either being bullied or, or bullying others, recognizing the warning signs is an important first step in taking action against bullying. Not all children who are bullied or, or are bullied, others ask for help. Now it's important that we talk to our children who show signs of being bullied or bullying others. And these warning signs can also point to other issues or problems such as depression, substance abuse. Talking to the child can help identify the root of the problem. For those who are joining me here, um, I am your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. And um, talking about um, bullying. Now, signs a child is being bullied and looking for changes in the child. However, be aware that not all children who are bullied exhibit warning signs. And some signs that may point to bullying, the problems are Unexplainable injuries. Lost or destroyed clothing, books, electronics, or jewelry. Because, you know, bullies, I mean, they just knock the shit out of your hands, right? Toss it away on you. 
frequent headaches or stomach aches, feeling sick or faking illness. They're going to fake their illness to not want to go to school because the child knows what's going to happen the minute they walk onto that, that, that school grounds. Changing in eating habits, like suddenly skipping meals or binge eating. Kids may come home from school hungry because they didn't eat their lunch or maybe because the bully stole it, took it and threw it in the garbage. You know, grade school is one thing because, you know, kids are eating lunch in, in, in the classroom. Right. High school students. Yeah, you got the cafeteria. You know, maybe some kids bring their lunch. I don't know. You know, but then the ones, you know, because you have to sit there and eat your lunch. Your lunch bag or whatever like that. And kids are buying their lunch. They're not going to tease you because, you, you know, you don't have money. To buy your lunch. Oh, hopefully the call-in works here. Probably take a second. Probably take a second. Okay, good morning. How are you? Okay, no, we didn't want to click. Okay. So the changing in their eating habits, uh, habits like suddenly skipping meals or binge eating. Kids may come home from school hungry because they eat their lunch. Like I said, maybe she's a bully, took it and threw it in the garbage. Difficult sleeping or frequent nightmares. Declining grades, loss of interest in school, or not wanting to go to school. You know, the report cards tell the story. I mean, the parents get the report cards and they know their child is doing good in school. And then now all of a sudden they see, you know, their grades starting to drop. You know, they have the loss of interest in the schoolwork and not wanting to go to school. Sudden loss of friends or avoidance of so, uh, a social situations. So they're going to try to stay away from people. They're going to be by themselves. They're trying to hide somewhere. So maybe the bait, the bully, you know, won't find them, but you know, the bully always tracks you down and find you one way or the other. Feelings of helplessness or decreased self-esteem. Self-destructive behaviors such as running away from home, harming themselves, or talking about suicide. Now, and this is really unfortunate, ladies and gentlemen, because children who are being bullied, and it goes to the extreme, and this is really unfortunate, and they do commit suicide. Now signs a child is bullying others. Kids may be bullying others if they get into physical or verbal fights. 
have friends who bully others, are increasingly aggressive, get sent to the principal's office or detention frequently, blame others for their problems, don't accept responsibility for their actions, are competitive and worry about their reputation or popularity. So they're hanging out with groups of kids, you know, who do bullying. They're their friends and they want, they like their friends. So is it peer pressure? You know, you're going to hang with us. I mean, this is what we do, right? We're going to bully these kids. And if you don't want to be in this group, well, then, you know, you just go on and, and do whatever. You know, maybe we'll just start bullying you now. You know, maybe there are times throughout your life, you know, going through school, whether whether it was grade school into high school. You know, you have witnessed this. We all have witnessed this. You know, you, you can't get away from it. You're going to see somebody being bullied. And the effects of bullying, bullying can affect everyone, those who are bullied, those who bully and those who witness bullying. Bullying is linked to many negative outcomes, including impacts on mental health, substance use, and suicide. It is important to talk to kids to determine whether bullying or something else is a concern. You're going to notice a change in your child's behavior when they're at home. You're going to notice that your child is shutting down. They don't want to talk about it. Oh, nothing's wrong. I'm okay. You know, the bullying and the trauma. You know, bullying can have a lasting impact on everyone involved. And the person being bullied, bystanders, bystanders who witness the bullying and the person who bullies others. In fact, bullying is considered an adverse childhood experience called ACE. It is potentially traumatic events that can have negative lasting effects on a person's development and the way they interact with others and how they perform in school and showing the children reporting more and likely to exhibited bullying behavior. The lasting effects will be taken into adulthood. and the irreparable harm that it has caused. 
understanding the trauma, the substance abuse and mental health services administration defines trauma as a result of an event, series of events, or a set of circumstances that an individual experiences as physical or emotional harm or life-threatening. And these experiences can have last adverse effects on a person's mental, physical, social emotions, or spiritual well-being. Well into adulthood. It's something, you know, when, when this sort of trauma happens, you're going to carry this with the rest of your life. You're not going to forget it. And it is going to bother you. It's like someone, you know, you know, someone who's been sexually assaulted and they don't want to tell anybody or say nothing. They keep this bottled up inside. And the trauma that this causes a person, whether it's a, a male or female, it doesn't matter. That at some point in time in their life, they're going to have to let this out and they're going to have to talk about it and they're going to have to tell. Because the trauma just becomes too much. The child um, traumatic stress occurs when traumatic events um, overwhelm a child or teenager's ability to cope. Neglect or the, uh, the psychological, physical or sexual abuse domestic violence or intimate partner violence. I mean, do we call domestic violence bullying? No, we don't call it that. We call it domestic violence. Community and school violence including bullying natural disasters, terrorism, war, and refugee experiences. Serious incidents, life-threatening illness, or a sudden or violent loss of loved ones. Military family-related stressors, such as parental de uh, deployment, loss, or injury. While each child may react differently to, to, to the trauma, parents, caretakers, and teachers may be able to recognize some signs of, of the traumatic stress. And preschool children may have nightmares or, or fear of separation. Elementary school children may feel shame or anxiety or have trouble concentrating. Kids in middle and high school may have, show signs of depression or engage in self-harm behaviors. Child trauma survivors are more likely to have academic problems and increased involvement with the child welfare in the juvenile justice system. You know, even the, the person or individuals 
who bully are going through some sort of trauma. And it could be, you know, where their, their military family related stressors such as parental deployment or a loss or an injury. It could work both ways from the victim and the perpetrator. You know, the connection between bullying and, and traumatic and the, and the uh, traumatic stress. You know, because everybody is different in incidents that traumatize one person may not affect another. Children or teens who have been exposed to trauma and violence may be more likely to bully others and be bullied. And sometimes children who experience trauma and bullying may have strong feelings of distress while other children may appear desensitized. And bullying in the, in the post-traumatic stress found that some children may repress their thoughts or feelings about what took place. So they keep this all bottled up inside. And when they're doing this, you know, it, this can lead to, to the, uh, the numbness or loss of interest in activities. So you're not hanging out with your friends anymore. You're not going to the movies anymore. You're not, you know, maybe you're, you're in a, 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 a chess um, event and, and you're not going to that group anymore. You know, when bullying, you know, just talking about, you know, you know, kids who, who, who get, who get bullied at school because they wear glasses or it's because of the way they look it's because of the way they dress. Cause they don't have the things other children have or they do have it and the bully wants it. But what about diversity, race, and religion? The race and national origin. It's not clear how often kids get bullied because of their race. Well, it's being more prevalent now today than ever before because you know people from you know immigration maybe they're coming from india maybe they're coming anywhere else in 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 the middle east maybe they're coming from iraq iran you know maybe you know and then people look at them and and it's like because they they're you know because they're different 
And we see this, ladies and gentlemen, you know, when it comes to to race or their national origin and how people perceive them. Though you come from the Middle East, you know, you're a terrorist? Seriously? You know, even, you know, even when it comes to the religion and faith, you know, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're saying here that there's very little research has explored bullying based on religion differences, but bullying in these situations may have less to do with a person's beliefs and more to do with misinformation or negative perceptions about how someone expresses their belief. For an example, Muslim girls who wear the uh, hijabs, or they're called the headscarves, or the 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 uh, the Sikh boys um, who uh, wear their dastar, or they call them turbans, and Jewish boys who who wear their uh, sorry I can't really pronounce this their uh, their yarmulks report being targeted because of these visible symbols of the religion. You know, being a, being a truck driver, you know, when I used to, to uh, cross into the United States from Canada and we'd be all uh, backed up at, at the United States customs and the ignorance um, of some truckers out there um, verbally abusive language towards people who are different origin. And it was just absolutely appalling. And they think it's okay. Oh, you know, we're on the CB. Who cares? You know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, the way they talk about people from from different areas um, from all over the world. When bullying based on religion is severe, pervasive, or persistent, you know, the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division may be able to intervene. And and it's under the Civil Rights Act. And often, religion harassment is not based on the religion itself, but shared ethnic characteristics. When harassment is based on shared ethnic characteristics, you know, because why? Because they look different? Now, this has always gone on. 
you know, when it comes to people who are gay and they come out and announce it. And what happens then? Now they start, now they're, now they are a target. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, non-binary, or otherwise gender non-conforming. Youth and those perceived as the LGBTQ are at an increased risk of being bullied. Results from 2019's Youth Risk Behavior Survey showed that national, nationwide, more U.S. high school students who self-identify as lesbian, gay, or bisexual report having been bullied on school property, 32%, and cyber-bullied, 26.6% in the past year than in their straight peers at 17.1% and 14.1% respectively. And the study also showed that more that more LGB students, 13.5% than straight students, 7.5% reported not going to school because of safety concerns. And students who identified as not sure of their sexual orientations also reported being bullied on school property, 26.9%, being cyber bullied, 19.4%, and not going to school because of safety concerns, 15.5%. And I asked myself, and I, and, I, and I think about it from time to time, and it's like, who cares what gender you are? If I know of someone who is gay or lesbian, bisexual genders, or whatever the case may be, it's not contagious. It's not a disease. And they're human beings. But somehow it matters to certain individuals in our society. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's been going on forever. You know, when they talk about, you know, military connected youth and bullying. Now, this was back in 2017, and this might just be you know, a couple years old or, or, or whatever, but it doesn't change anything, right? According to the United States Department of Defense, in 2017, there are 1.6 million children and youth with parents who served in the active duty military, National Guard, and the reserve forces. 
military connected children and youth face unique challenges that may impact their risk for bullying. For example, they can experience stressors related to the demands of military life and parental deployment. And like changes in family roles and responsibilities, increased responsibility at home, parental separation, financial stress worries over deployed parents' safety, and secondary post-traumatic war trauma showed that two or more parental deployed deployments was a, a predictor for depressive symptoms and suicide and suicide um, ideation with youth in the military families in general students who are anxious depressed and socially isolated are a greater risk for being bullied you know we don't even think about this right we don't you know we we, we look at other factors of bullying and we don't even consider the military connected youth in bullying You know, and it's the frequent moves and challenges, you know, with the um, with the families and many military families have frequently due to change in assignments. In addition to the, the, the stresses of moving, they may experience changes in their family roles and responsibilities due to the deployment. The average military children and youth who experience nine school transitions during grades kindergarten to 12. Nine schools transitions during grade kindergarten and 12. Frequent moves can impact students' academics and connections to peers, relationships with other adult role models like teachers and staff, and, in and engagement in their community and in the activities. In addition to settling into a new home, they have to adjust to different school environments, policies, peers, and teachers, as well as unfamiliar community settings and cultures. It may be difficult for them to adapt to another unfamiliar environment informed connections and while also feeling the loss of the home and community they left behind pro-social adults and activities can help prevent bullying and other forms of use so imagine you know nine different schools from grade 12 from kindergarten to grade 12 moving around the world because mom or dad have been deployed there or both and we don't think about it this way we don't think about military connected youth and bullying Now, 
you know, when it comes to um, bullying youth with disabilities and special health needs. You know, it's not like these kids who have disabilities and, and special health needs. I mean, they're not going to a different school. They're going to your school. They're going to the public schools. You know, children with disabilities, such as physical, development, intellectual, emotional, and sensory disabilities are at an increase of being bullied. And any number of factors, physical vulnerability, social skill challenges, or the intolerant environments may increase the risk. Physical disabilities that are noticeable right away And it just might start out with just some, just the, the, the kids are just starting out with something like just, um, you know, that they, the bully would feel that this, you know, just teasing them because they have a physical disability. Well, that wouldn't be harmful, right? In fact, it is very harmful. And kids with special health needs, you know, such as epilepsy, of food allergies, also be at a higher risk of being bullied. So they have an epileptic seizure. And now they know but you have epilepsy. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody have an, epile- uh, an, an, uh, an epilepsy seizure. I have. And when I was in grade school, uh, a, a, a kid in our class had epilepsy. And he would have five, six seizures a day. My first wife was had epilepsy. And people who bully think that this is just, this is a joke to them. It empowers them to now tease you or bully you. Other types of aggressive behavior, there are many types of aggressive behavior that don't fit the definition of bullying. 
This does not mean they are any less serious or require less attention than bullying. Rather, these behaviors require different prevention and response strategies. Now, you know, when they talk about, <clears throat> you know, um, early childhood, peer conflict, um, teen dating violence, hazing, gang violence, harassment, stalking, workplace bullying. Well, we never think about that, right? Stalking, yes, we, we you know we it happens all we, it happens all the time. Harassment all the time, gang violence all the time. Hazing, well, I mean we don't really hear too much about hazing until something seriously happens. Teen dating violence, it happens all the time. But workplace bullying, I mean. Where, where do we hear about this all the time in the workplace? Young adults hate crimes. Now, When, when they talk about, you know, when they say, okay, you know, teen dating violence, you know, teen they, uh, is the intimate partner violence that occurs between two young people who are once were in a relationship. Hazing is, is the use of the embarrassing and often dangerous or, or illegal activities by a group to initiate, to initiate new members. So we just call it, used to call it initiation. No, it's called hazing. Gang violence. There are specialized approaches to addressing violence and aggressive within, uh, uh, between, between gangs. Harassment. Although bullying and harassment sometimes overlap, not all bullying is harassment. And not all of harassment is bullying. I don't know where they come up with this concept. Harassment is unwelcome conduct based on on the protected class, race, uh, national origin, color, sex, age, disability, religion. That is severe, persuasive, or persistent and creates a hostile environment. Stalking is repeated harassing or threatening behavior, such as following a person, damaging a person's property, or making um, harassing phone calls. Now, young adults and college students' behaviors are traditionally considered bullying among school-age youth often require new attention and strategies in youth and adults and college students. Many of these behaviors are considered crimes under the state and federal laws and may trigger serious consequences. 
after the age of 18. Is it bullying? Although media reports often call unwanted aggressive behavior among young adults, bullying, this is not exactly accurate, but many states and federal laws address bullying-like behaviors in this age group under very serious terms, such as hazing, harassment, and stalking. We had this idiot who doesn't seem to get the message here in the city where I reside. Stalking young university girls. Yes, he got caught. Then he got caught again. And then the third time he got caught again. And then, you know, being, you know, released, you know, let out on bail under conditions. And not, you know, now, you know, he, he's got boundaries. He can't be in the vicinity and, and within certain, you know, kilometers or miles from the university property. Then this individual thinks, thinks okay, well, I can't be in that area. Well, I'm going to go to this area and do it. Arrested five times for the same thing. Stalking these young girls. This was just recently. And our in, in our judicial system it is supposed to work to uh protect society, protect us in society. I mean, obviously this, this individual has some issues here. Now, whether the last time, you know, he went up before the courts and got another bail hearing I don't know, but how many times do we got to release them and follow the orders that were given by the courts? Because obviously he's not going to do that because he's just going to go to a different area to do it. Because he can't be in the vicinity of the university grounds. It's absolutely ridiculous that, you know, repeated and harassing or threatening behavior, you know, this is what this person has been doing. Now, like I said, you know, we talk about workplace bullying. We don't even really think about workplace bullying. You know, the term bullying is typically used to refer to behavior that occurs between school-age kids, but adults can be repeatedly aggressive and use power over each other as well. And adults in the workplace have a number of different laws that apply to them that do not apply to kids. 
that's another subject when it comes to bullying. Also hate crimes. It's not just the kids on the playground teasing and harassing, physically harming your child. Even adults do it still today. And it's how society deals with it. Reporting it. How the officials deal with it. The police, the courts. Maybe stiffer penalties need to be added in to the penalties involved in bullying, especially when it comes to physical. If you know or seen or see it happening of people being harassed bullied, whatever the case may be, report it. That's what we need to be doing. Yeah, we get those cell phones out, record it. That's not really reporting it. Well, kind of is reporting it because, you know, the police are going to want that video. You would have to hand it over. It'd be the right thing to do just to hand it over. But also if you have young children going to school and stuff like that, you know, you know your children better than anybody does. And you're going to, you know, you're going to notice their, their, their changes. And you need to address it immediately. So I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming out uh, this Saturday morning, um, November the uh, 20th. I know last week, you know, last week was uh, a Sunday morning show. Um, If you had a chance to listen to that show um, at the beginning there. You know, um, I think I said 9 p.m. instead of 9 a.m. And I and I played it back. And I thought, oh, that's really hilarious. So, but I didn't make that mistake this morning. I said, yes, 9 a.m. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny when I played it back. And I thought, well, can't fix that now. So, anyways, thank you for, for coming out here and... Um, joining me this morning and I, you know, I really, um, feel talking about, um, society issues. Um, I think it's really important, um, just to talk about it and, and give the examples and, and, um, you know, because 
Wow, man. I mean, there are plenty of society issues out there to talk about. And we should be talking about them with our family and our friends and our co-workers. And the more we talk about it, whatever the society issues are, whatever the society issue you choose you want to talk about, it's important to get it out there. So enjoy the rest of your day, Saturday, and I will be back out tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And uh, with a new society issue, uh, which I'm going to be doing some research on other topics, of course, on society issues. Um, once I'm done, this show is published, it's up, and then I'll be putting my next show up for um, tomorrow morning. So if you're following me, um, you'll see, obviously, the date and time when I'm starting and what the topic is going to be. So come out and join me tomorrow morning, um, Sunday, the 21st of November at 9 a.m. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Take care. Be safe.